Oh my God, Said, hello. It's good to see you again. Wow. I mean, well, welcome back to our podcast. Two writers. Talking shit. Yes. We've got an outstanding guest today, also yeah, from the Bay Area. Yes. Uh, she is a superstar literary manager. Please welcome to the pod, Jennifer Ow. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Oh my God, Jen, we're so excited that you're here. Okay, now, Jen and I have known each other a long time and I kind of really like went back to a special place in time, like kind of just thinking about like when we met. (laughs) Um, So when we met, I was in New York, Jen was here in LA Mm. and she was a uh, literary agent assistant and I was working for a man, I'll call him a filmmaker, (laughs) (laughs) for lack of a better term. And his uh, literary agent mm-hmm. was Jen's boss. So that's how we met. We were doing kind of like a bi-coastal relationship, me and Jen. I had mm. one colleague at the time, my friend Eric Krugley. Mm. He's still to- a good friend. He's still a good friend. He's <laughs> yeah. like, he's the he's best. He's the best. He's yeah. the best. No, I one time, I one time in our, because it was just me and Eric in the office. There was one time I saw like there was something that happened like there was I don't know it was like some kind of like cinematographer or something was like kind of like really trying to take advantage of me because I clearly didn't know what was going on Mm. um and he was trying to tell me that like he wasn't gonna be able to send his kids to college if we didn't hire him like it was so wildly inappropriate um because we had already hired some other cinematographer Uh and so I like hung up the phone I started weeping so hysterically and like poor Eric was like I've never seen anyone cry like that before in my life like I think it haunts him to this day like I feel so bad about it it was just a different time it was a different time a lot of like you know tears in the office kind of time hopefully less tears in the office for you but one of the things that really sticks out to me I don't know if you remember this Jen is that shortly after your boss um took on my boss as a client he had sent her this script and she gave him notes, which I think is pretty normal for a lit agent to do. And then he was like, oh, you know what? He's like, go ahead and send my lit agent um, a check for like 10K. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> like he tipped her for like giving him wow. notes. Wow, that's dope. <laughs> Wow, I don't remember that, but yeah. like, <laughs> I'm sure it went because I'm sure it didn't go through the channels. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It went Damn. straight into like her B of A like checking account. But it was just like it was just kind of crazy because also it's like he was absolutely not paying me a living wage, and oh. so I was like, okay, you know. Right. And then he would also have these writers who would like come in to just kind of like brainstorm with him, like shoot ideas around, and give him notes, and he would pay each of them five k. Every time they would come in to like have lunch with him and like shoot the shit. Meanwhile, I'm like, okay, that was like as much as I made in like three months working for him. It was, it was a crazy time. It was. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think a lot of people were making um, a living wage and that also is probably true now in LA for um, some young people coming up, but unfortunately, but yeah. I know. But anyways, we, we made it through that time. It was a dark time. Jen rose up the ranks. Yeah. (laughs) She stayed in the business. She's now, you know, a top literary manager. Fire. Um, first of all, what like, just kind of thinking back to that time, I'm like, I can't imagine being in, in like a position of someone who's like, oh, I'm working at an agency or I'm working at a management company and like not quitting. Like I only lasted at that job two mm. years. You know what I mean? So it's like, what, how did you hold your mind together? Oh, 
Uh, yeah, it's a self-care. Let's, let's just open up that conversation, mental Meditation, health for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's true for everybody that um, being in this business is sort of like, you know, resilience is an extreme sport, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's important to remember your why. And I think there's so many times, and I've done this where it's just, you put your head down and you're like, I've got a goal. This is my goal. I've got to get off mm-hmm. the desk. I got promoted. And you just do it and you grind and you hustle. And then sometimes you get there and you're like, is this what I wanted? Is this how I wanted to do it? Is this, you know, all of that? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just constant readjustment in your career. And I think, you know, it's completely natural given the the craziness of our business that we constantly ask ourselves. And I think we should, Mm -hmm. you know, because it takes everything you have and then more. And this business changes a lot of people and all of that. So I think just a lot of recentering and really just trying to find the joy in what we do and really a supportive community around you, you know, and like a lot of, you know, friends like you have known for years, Krugly, like one of my best friends is from, you know, the fifth grade, you know, just people are going to check you too. Mm-hmm. Um, like be your biggest cheerleaders, but also just keep you as grounded as possible. Um, you know, especially cause you know, a lot of times, like, especially coming up, you know, in those days, like the stuff that was giving me stress and adrenal problems and mm-hmm. all of that was really a lot of bullshit. When you think about mm-hmm. it or just dealing with egos and whatnot. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I think just you know, trying to move through it as best you can. Well, it's impressive. Um, and I was also kind of thinking, cause it's like, Jen is one of the few people I consider like an authentic person in the business, which is why I'm always like, I can never lose you. You know what I mean? <laughs> because it's so Aww, like thanks. few and far between, obviously we're the real ones, you know what yeah. I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, like operating Same with days. integrity. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. we're for sure like in the minority and like something I've kind of been thinking about a lot is like the soft no. Um, mm. And so it's like, I think before, you know, like maybe a writer, you might go pitch a place and then they would come back to your reps and they would say, um, you know, it's a pass or like, you know, we're developing something similar or whatever they say. Mm -hmm. And now a lot of times it's like, you just don't hear back. Like it's kind of like ghosting has kind of permeated the (laughs) professional sphere. And I was like, I agree. I don't understand why that's considered like, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, look at me like I could give you, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, yeah, no, I a thousand percent would prefer the quick no than the slow death maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, sometimes people are do, doing due diligence or whatever they have to do. Um, and, you know, I get it. I think right now we're in such a crazy, volatile time um, and there's a lot of um, reactivity mm-hmm. and a lot of fear. And, you know, people are worried about their jobs too, right? And, and so, you know, every bet that they take, you know, every yes that they give comes with so much. It's not just, yes, it's okay. I'm going to have to package this. I'm going to giving notes. I'm doing all of this. Um, and so I understand that it's a choice. Um, but yeah, I wish the notes sometimes were a little clearer or yeah. a little faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like in week three waiting on some company and it's just like, Oh, well shit. Yeah. It's like ghosting. Yeah. I find it so disheartening, honestly. Yeah. And sometimes you never know, like you can wait, you know, forever for a read back on something and all yeah. of a sudden someone writes you six months from now saying you're like i want to do it you're like okay <laughs> yeah, I, I heard i heard that too this this uh one uh writer i know she was like she pitched a place and then thought it was dead and then like six weeks later they're like oh yeah so we we're interested in doing that thing it's like what like i had completely written that off so it is weird mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, and I also sort of hate like, and I, it was, this was really a hard concept for me to kind of grasp when I moved here, which is that 
Nobody ever wants to burn a bridge, right? So somebody can wrong you so badly professionally or personally, and you just never really tell that person to fuck off. You just keep following them online. (laughs) You like some dumbass picture of their baby. Like you can never kind of really say anything bad about them in public. Like I don't, it's, it's tough for me. That's really tough for me. Mm -hmm. Jen's like, not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking, I was like, I think you have some very specific people in your mind. I absolutely (laughs) do. Love, like, really want to rip out some redacted names right now. Nice. Um, But something Saeed and I have been talking about recently is IP and this, like, massive fixation on IP to a degree that's kind of, like, crazy. Um, Saeed was actually developing a show based on a song, which we don't need to name any names, but do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, no, I mean, a company had a song. They, um came to me with the song and said they wanted to do a television show based off the song. And uh, what's funny is because I had never heard of that before. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I thought like, okay, you do IP based off of like books or a spinoff of already franchise. And I'm like, damn, we're down to songs now. Tweets. (laughs) And so, you know, it, it was interesting because, you know, you develop a show off of like one part of a song, not even the full song. And then, you know, you're working for months developing this show. And then unfortunately, they didn't get the rights to the song. And then Uh, the show is no more because, mm. God forbid, you make a show without IP. So it's just an interesting thing, a time we're in where you can actually make a show based off IP, which is actually a tweet or a song or just damn near anything, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it comes down to them wanting to see that there was an audience somewhere and right. someone already said yes in some form or right. somehow and, you know, something that they can point to. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, me and my writing partner, Bixby, we're developing a show that is not really based on a website, but we'll just say it's 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 titled after a popular website. You know, we you know, obviously it's like we've come up with like all of our own ideas, original characters, whatever. But so our producers were attached. Like one of the things that were so excited to them is they were like, well, it's IP, you know, because it's based <laughs> off of this website. We were right. like, is it? <laughs> um, but OK, so one of the things that like as writers, we should always be doing is looking for like books articles, like podcasts that we think could be good TV shows or films for us to write. So let's say I'm a writer. So it's a writer. So yeah. crazy. We have this podcast about writing and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I listen to an amazing podcast or I read this book and I think, oh my God, I'm the person to translate this for the screen. So I ask my manager, I say, mm-hmm. Jen, are the rights available? Jen finds out if the rights are available. The rights are available. Now, what am I doing as the writer? Mm. <laughs> I think there's so many layers, right? And yeah. it's more of, okay, are there producers that you already have a working relationship with that you think would be right to bring to them? Right. Um, are you looking to get a shopping agreement? Are you looking to put an option in place? Um, I think it has to do with the, the you know, how sparkly the, the book is, right? right? Like yep. if the rights are available, who actually holds the rights? Did the author, it was a self, you know, published book? Mm-hmm. Is it through, you know, publisher? Um, do they already have a book to film person or book to TV, whatever it is, you know, designated to them? Um, your rep can talk to that person. Um, I often find too that the personal, you know, well, every, I think, 
um, author is different, but sometimes let's say you wanted to personally write the author, you know, and, and just have a passion discussion of why you really want to work on their book. Sometimes that goes a really long way. Um, but you know, the, uh, I, it's always hard for me to say to a client that you should be putting any money out of your own pocket. Right. Mm. Right. And Mm. it's one of those things of, you know, but it, it varies on, on the book and, and the package, but can you have someone else, option it for you or is there a version that you can get the shopping agreement and then take the project to someone and then have them option and move it from there but there's always moving parts and thing i think you have to keep in mind is um whatever you're doing keeping an eye on the clock Mm. right of when it starts ticking because sometimes it's like okay we can do this and get it for free for six months and then it's like okay well are you planning to write something are you planning do you have those materials because the first thing if someone comes to me for one of my clients with a piece of ip one of my first questions is, you know, how long do you have the rights for? Mm-hmm. And who holds those rights? Right. Um, because even though they're coming to me, I don't know when it is. And sometimes maybe they've tried and failed already and they're coming to me with two months left on a clock. And there's right. normally an extension, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's who's going to trigger that. So those are things to consider. Um, but yeah, you could bring it to, you know, a studio deal, you could bring it to producer, you know, but it just depends on on who would be footing that bill and, and what you need to put together. Do you feel like this is something that you know, you are going to pitch or is it something that you are going to spec? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I am, it's so, it's so tricky to spec something that you don't control. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, sometimes you just have to figure out a way to, to put it together. Yeah. It's interesting because I had a, a a zoom with uh, the writer Black Klansman. And so they had, they had reached out to the writer of the book prior before Spike Lee. And so it was interesting because with him, he was like, the guy who wrote the book was totally down with it and was like a good collaborator and like understood awesome. the process. But then there's the other side where <laughs> you get somebody and they don't understand the process or they're not easy to work uh, with. And so to me, that's the only kind of scary thing about dealing with mm-hmm. that. It's like, you don't really know what you're going to get till you get involved, which, you know, like you said, it could be like a, a year long option. And then in week four, you're like, Oh, this is a month floor. You're like, this is hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's you know important to have those conversations as early as possible, even right. before you enter that, because, you know, to your point, someone, you know, sometimes an author does want to be involved and right. some people don't at all. They see it as a completely separate thing. Right. And, um, you know, and some people you reach out for rights and then you realize the author wants to adapt it themselves. Right. Um, so yeah, I think it's just like a lot of things in this business. I think it's about communication and managing expectations. Yeah, that's smart. So, okay. So a writer shouldn't really be thinking about ponying up their own money though, in terms of like getting an option on, let's call it a book. I think, <laughs> I think it depends. You know, mm. I think it's one of those, if this is one of those, you're going to go to your grave without <laughs> getting it things, you know, and it's one of those books that rarely comes up mm. and all of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, it's available. Mm-hmm. I need to try. I need to try to do this. Yeah. Um, then, you know, I think that's a certain kind of situation. Um, cause sometimes it is, you'll just keep checking on a book and it'll be, you know, unavailable, unavailable, unavailable so for years and years and years. It'll say it an extension. And then all of a sudden it'll be available. Mm-hmm. And, are you gonna? Are you willing to take that shot that it goes away? Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's having that conversation. You know, of can I get a shopping agreement in place, which sometimes also costs money. You know, right. and and 
ranges wildly on what the numbers are. But, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, can I get that so I at least have something papered to be able to build everything else? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just case by case basis, as you said, it's about the author, it's about who the rights holder and how amenable they are to everything. Yeah. And also, it's, I've heard different stories of different amounts. So it's like some of the upcoming writers that's listening, it's like, you know, sometimes it could be $500, sometimes it could be $1,000, it'd be $5,000. Like it's, it really depends. Like I've heard mm-hmm. options for many different prices. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's a know. lot of zeros on that. <laughs> yeah. Depends. Yeah. No, I've definitely heard from authors that they're like, oh, yeah, this was optioned and they, they get paid like $5,000. Like I thought that's not even. I didn't even have that in the realm of possibility in my mind that the number could be that low. Um, I thought it would just be so much more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and and it also like like she said, it's it it depends on the book also. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like if it's like a rare book that uh, which is something I've been thinking about lately. Which is like, look, the big books are getting swooped up by all agencies, and so if you have a small book mm-hmm. that hasn't really done well but it has some idea that you can kind of take that idea and flip into something then that might be something where you do pay you know five thousand dollars or a thousand dollars for something that you could turn into a show so yeah 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 and then there's creating your own ip which well yeah i mean oh, I've, been, I've literally been thinking about things like, do we have to do i know i know but i've literally <laughs> thought like i should just write, write a book the novel i know get the book published it's like have the rights screen, to my own book then you know what i mean I, I almost felt like it's easier to get a movie or a TV show made from a book that I get published I than to sell. You could also just write the short story. That's also. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that, that's that smart. That's days. smart. Yeah, break that down because I, I have yeah. I have been hearing about this short story thing. Like, am I, you know, I, I do see where like, oh, uh, damn, what was the movie, the Alien movie that? Uh, like, there's so many. Arrival. <laughs> Arrivals from have- a short. Uh, Short. But where does yeah. the short story go? And where does where it exist? Does, where like, break do, this down. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, as yeah. an article, we know, okay, it could be like New York Times Modern Love, or like there's so many places an article or an essay could go, but where does the short story live? Well, it just allows someone to have a piece of, you know, IP, even if it's not published right. anywhere. Really? You don't have to. I mean, I have done it where someone's written sample chapters of something uh-huh. that then we set up and then we went and did a book deal. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. And we'd already set up optioned it as IP, mm-hmm. then set up a separate book deal. Yeah. Um, and then they would publish that. So, you know, there's that. And now it's to your point about, you know, everyone using every little piece. Yep. You know, it used to be novels and then it was now short stories and then there's songs and there's Reddit columns and there's all that. But, you know, if writing it as a short story allows there to be something that mm. is a different, you know, medium for them to kind of look at and see. So you could create that for yourself. So we should be writing short stories. Yeah, I I'm thought hearing. about it. Like, you know, this is a thing. It's like, I've thought about this before, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, all right, well, I'll just write a book. Yeah, me too. That takes a that's. that's well, I mean, that's I don't think it's like task. just write a book. No, I know, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think, and and then even you know, it's like it's just a lot you have to do. But yeah, I, I do agree. Like, you do have to start thinking about creating your own IP. One thing I was thinking about was like graphic novels, maybe. Uh, you know, even if I self-publish these things, like you know, what I'm saying because it doesn't cost that much, and you don't have to sell that many copies of a book. Like, that's the funny thing is like. I've I've heard different authors talk about well yeah this book sold a couple thousand copies and then it got like so it's not like you have to sell a million copies of a book 
Okay, so we, we could self-publish is what you're saying. You could self-publish <laughs> my, a book. My father has a self-published autobiography. Do you think I should try to get the rights for it? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and, I, and I know the story, so yes, you need to get that. <laughs> Just get his life rights. Yeah, yeah. Good. Oh my God, um, I got to get them quick though. Um, <laughs> okay, Jen, let's talk about your clients. What, how do most of your clients come to you? Um, most of them through referral of some form or another. Yeah. Nice. Now, is it like friend referrals or like, uh, like a professional referral? What kind of referral? Um, all across the board. Um, you know, I think that that's from whether that's from a lawyer or an agent or a producer or a friend Mm -hmm. or, you know, or a client recommending someone else, which is always lovely. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I still do look at all the query letters, there's mm-hmm. a lot of them, but you know, I will look through. Okay. Um, but normally it comes through some other source, you know, some form of vetting. Yeah. 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 Or the competitions, you know, and, and oh, okay. Wait, so you look that. at the, at the competition, like winners. Sometimes I have people reach out to me from, you know, if it's a nickel, then that's everywhere. But you know, yeah. if it's a, a, you know, final draft can craft, like all that, like sometimes you just get, you know, oh, here are winners. Are there yeah. any, anybody you'd like to take a look at? Mm. That sort of thing. So and like, cool. what kind of material, like what kind of voice really appeals to you? Oh, hard question. Um, I always say it's more like um, the definition of pornography. I don't know it till I see it. <laughs> you know, I can't quite, it's that like magic. Yeah. You know, I, I, Oh my God. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's, um, I, I think it's, one about what's on the page or on the screen, right? Yeah. Working with, with writers, right? Directors, you know, I have to really connect to the work, but mm-hmm. I also, because I'm a manager and I do development and I really do think of management as a partnership, 100%. um, that, you know, it's really about the person and it's about my ability to feel that we can have an honest, you know, transparent communicative conversation, you know, relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's where it comes, comes from. And like, I feel like you keep a tight roster. I feel like you're not like one of these managers that's like, let me sign like a hundred people yeah. and then like forget <laughs> who 50 of them are. So I feel like it's very selective for you. Do you, are you open to new clients? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm always, you know, looking and open and, you know, I think it, it has to do with what is, um, where my bandwidth is, you Mm -hmm. know, and what the other person needs and where they are. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it's, um, it's something about writers being ready for this business. It's not just what's on the page. It's a mindset. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it's like, you can, I can talk to someone I can normally tell within, five, 10 minutes yeah. if it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and, and yeah, I really do. I, I treat my job as it, I, the responsibility of my job. Mm-hmm. So if I don't feel that um, I have the time to give to what this person needs, or if I'm just not the right fit, right? Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we as managers, we do a, you know similar jobs and, you know, our different styles. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could just be, I'm not aligning with this person's sensibility exactly, or I can just feel like personality wise, we're not going to be the best match. And that is, you know, not going to be in, in the benefit of either of us. So, yeah. How, how much work do you look for your writer to produce? Um, when they are coming to me or when I'm, you know, already working with when them? When you're working with them, like in a year, I guess. Is there is there a number? Is there like is there someone like like for instance like what's a good client in terms of like material? Yeah, and it has so much to do with what's going on in their lives. Yeah. Where are they? Um, you know, I think if, if I can get you know two or three pieces of material, yeah. 
super happy, right? Um, mm-hmm. Film, television, because yep. um, there is there is also too much. Exactly. Yeah, right? I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I think that there is, and and I, I think this podcast for like emerging uh, people, yeah, so people I'm, morning. I'm writer, yeah. so the thing is, awesome when you finish something, congratulations. Yeah. Just because something's done doesn't mean it's good, 100%. right? Or when we think it's done in quotes, mm-hmm. as I'm air quoting on a podcast. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, do you stand behind everything that, you are sending to me or to your group of, mm-hmm. of writers and all of that. And I'll also say for anyone who's, you know, querying people, um, you know, I, I think that there's many different stages of what a win can be, yeah. right? Even for working writers, like you sell something, fantastic. You develop a new relationship with someone, also fantastic. Um, a lot of the times you're going to get really like this, not for me, what else do you have? Um, and I think sometimes... Um, that can be tricky if if someone doesn't have multiple pieces or mm-hmm. multiple polished pieces mm-hmm. because if I don't know somebody well, I'm going to judge them on every single piece that's put in front of me. Right. And so if someone's like, oh yeah, I really want you know a mermaid project, I don't know why I said that but for whatever reason, and they're like, I want this, and someone says, oh yeah, I've got it, and they give it to me, and it's something that they've written ten years ago right. and does not match their skills as a writer mm-hmm. today. That's what I'm going to think about. Right. Um, So, you know, I would say that too. Um, But yeah, you know, I think it, and also going up, if you're, if you're writing your originals and you're going up for writing assignments Mm -hmm. and you know, you both know that game can be so long, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. whether that's in, in working with producers to get something done. So a lot of the writing process or work process isn't just fingers to keyboard. So it's about what else is going on in someone's life. Um, And I try to think of, kind of call it like three buckets when someone's evaluating projects of their time. Love it. So it's sort of like, okay, something comes to you. Mm-hmm. And one, how do you drive with it creatively? Does mm-hmm. it light you up? Do you love it? Mm-hmm. Do not. Can you say, I can sort of find my way into it, you mm-hmm. know, just see where it is creatively. Second thing is just money. Mm-hmm. It's plain right. and simple. <laughs> is there love any on the table? Money. Where is the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where she is, loves that bucket. She loves that. Yeah. <laughs> my nice favorite bucket. Yeah. bucket. It's my favorite bucket. Uh, but yeah, like, is there money on the table? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If not, then how close is it to being on the table? Yeah. You know, look at that. Um, and then the third, I like to say, is currency. That's not money. Mm. And that is, will this project, is this worth working with a producer I've always wanted to work with? Right. Does this work with a piece of talent I've always wanted to work with? Does mm-hmm. it, you know, is this going to move me forward in some way? Does this get to build my skill set, my network, ideally both? And so ideally you're looking at that and you, it's all three buckets, right? Mm-hmm. Not two out of the three, you know? Yeah. Um, and sometimes people just, you know, a job's a job, right? You mm-hmm. needed to buy your house, send your kid to college. I don't know. You know, it's like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And that's just a choice you make for yourself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are things that I think are worth evaluating whenever there's a project coming to you and especially mm-hmm. balanced against your own. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, you can think about it for yourself too. That's fire. I, uh, quickly that I agree with you. I think my, if I could do it again, I would have had two strong, pilots before I got a manager I had one and like a spec but I do agree that I think the first year because I only had that one piece Mm. made everything move a little slower than I wanted to Mm -hmm. and I think the moment I got more scripts the more I could navigate more general meetings yeah because you are right it's like you know this company might be looking for an hour long and all I got is a 30 and or they're looking for a drama or whatever it is like 
I do think having multiple strong samples, a couple is beneficial. Like I, I definitely like, and whenever people ask me like, should they have a manager? I'm like, yeah, but like how many strong pilots do you really have? Like how many, how many pieces are actually placing in contests and shit like that? Uh, so yeah, I, I do agree with you. Yeah, I will say though that I think for you, then you got to work with your manager to think about the new ideas, True. right? Because I think sometimes you know we all get those query letters that have like twenty different log oh, don't lines. Don't do that oh, at all. No. Yeah, we told them about oh, that. No, no, no. <laughs> they keep doing it. Yeah, they, they keep. They stay. Episode doing two, it. y'all know. Do not put twenty log. I, I've had somebody ask me like, I was like one or two log lines, one really, but they they're like, no, but I got twenty. I'm like, bro, Mm-mm. do not put twenty. You're also, they're not gonna. Respond. No way you have 20 good scripts. You I'm should sorry. Have right. 20. If you're if you're unrepresented, trust, you yeah. do not have 20 good You'll scripts. You'll be surprised though how many like up and coming writers like they're the new script. Like on Twitter, it'd be like one week, new script. I got another script. I'm like, golly, bro. Right? You I are also, a machine. Yeah, I mean, that's not me. I don't have that yeah, issue, unfortunately. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think that also like Jen mentioned something that's interesting, which is like, okay, Jen has signed you, Jen's now your rep. You're the writer. You've just finished a new draft of like, uh, you've just finished for the very first time a new pilot or a new screenplay. For me personally, I'm never sending my rep a first draft. Never. I am sending it to a friend to read or I'm sending it to my writer's group. Like I'm I'm doing like a second, a third draft and that's the one I'm sending my reps. Like what's your feeling about that? Yeah, I I. Do you think it's great for every writer to have a community, mm-hmm. right? A support and to get other eyes on that draft. But I will say to a point, because mm-hmm. um, going back to the expectation part of it, I think if you are in the trenches with another group too long, then by the time I get my read in, mm-hmm. if I disagree, true, then I think, and understandably, you're already sitting there going, I've done 10 drafts of this. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm exhausted and I don't do any yeah. more notes. And, you know, but yeah. that's the first time I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think hopefully before you're off to write something, you and your manager are on the same page, you know, about what you're writing next as a jumping mm-hmm. off point. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, but I think that there's a point and yeah, scripts are never done, right? It's like how close can you get to be able to share it and have other eyes on it. Um, but I think that there's some kind of place and also d- depending on the groups you're in, you know, kind of thinking where is that feedback coming? Coming from? Am I still getting structure notes? Am I still getting character notes? What is it? Is it someone keeps saying that the sky needs to be purple? You know, like what? Yeah, sure. What is it? Um, but there is a point where I really just want to get the script mm-hmm. um, before it gets too embedded in a rewrite process. Yeah, that makes sense. So We're just scared that uh, <laughs> you're gonna read our first draft and be like, "Why did I sign this person?" Yeah, like, that's the <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, the thing. Is like as writers, we are just so. Yeah, we just we just feel like we just been bluffing the whole way Mm -hmm. and they're going to find out. Mm -hmm. And I I agree. It's funny because I I feel like I'm in a script right now that's taking way too long, all because I avoided my manager for way too long. Mm. Like I should have just gave him the shitty draft and just been like, all right, let's work on it. And instead, I'm like doing all the sides and sending it to other people and it gets back. It's still like act three still don't work. Is this the script I'm thinking of? It is definitely the script that is the nail in my thorn. But hopefully it'll be a hit. (laughs) (laughs) And it'll be all worth it. But yeah. Yeah. I I think it's in, and I totally hear you, right? I can't, you know, it's your, like people 
when they say like, oh, it's it's business, it's not personal. In right. our business, it is. You know, and when you guys are putting your soul on the page and and you're putting so much of yourselves, I get that. It's so hard to give it to anybody and yeah. then have them do it. And I appreciate the thought and care that goes into it to come to us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's also, you know there's a way of presenting your script to Mm, your rep instead of saying, you know, because I would rather have somebody, and I've had that experience where people just stopped returning my calls for a bit or like, what's going on? Like, I was so scared. I didn't want to give you, I'm having problems. I'm like, okay, that's when you need to talk to me Mm -hmm. because I'm either going to tell you to take a step away from this one, go write something else. I don't know, go like... Live take life, yeah. Yeah, go do something else and let it simmer in your brain. Go take a nap. Or yeah. your subconscious is working on it. Like, whatever you need to do. Yeah. Um, because something, if it's not, there is, I think, times when you want to push through and, and break something. And other times, you just need to step away. And maybe it's it's the right character, but it's the wrong story. Or vice mm. versa. You know. But I think there's a difference between giving your manager a draft and saying, it's genius. It's done. I Make room on the shelf for a new award. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> um, you know, for, or just or honestly saying, you know, it's like, look, I was struggling with this one. Yeah. And I'd really, and, you know, and sometimes I ask someone before I read this, or even someone, you know, is practice pitching me, or before I ask them, I was like, is there something you want me to keep in mind? Yeah. Is there something you want to think about or do you want me to clean read? You know, mm. or if you want me to think about if this is what you're having problems with, I will think about it as I read. Yeah. So, you know, I think like let us support you because um, that's what we're here to do. So basically we should stop being scared that like you've read these amazing scripts by us and then we have this one that we feel like a piece of shit and it's rough that we shouldn't be that scared about that one thing, right? Yeah, I think it's um because it's about the the journey, it's the relationship, you yeah. know. It's about I mean, you know, then again if if someone's not putting in the work and I keep getting scripts that aren't great, that's a whole different scenario. Yeah. Um but if I know someone's working on it and I know we're in it, you know, mm-hmm. is that relationship, um, then you know, I, I think it's it's important to have that conversation because, you know, it's it's it doesn't sound like in in this instance with this script, it's not like it got better like you needed help to break which everyone does right it's you know but yeah i like it now what are like jen signed me i'm a client now what are any of the things that i'm doing that make jen my manager say this isn't working out like it's time to end this relationship oh i didn't question let me think about that (laughs) well i do think it's you know valuing feedback and communication Right. And, and everyone works differently, but you know, I, I have an opinion just as much as anybody else. So when I've had situations of you're going to do this, this, and this, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, you know, it's not, yeah. it's yeah. not a paid service. Like I'm going to give you my opinion mm. and you know, we are going to talk about it and right. why, cause if not, why am I your manager? Right. right? Or am I your rep? Right. Um, also I think recognizing, um, I think defensiveness can be hard. Um, mm. And when I say that, it's, you know, I understand that there's a lot that goes into the work, right? And, and it's a very vulnerable thing to put someone you know, in there. And just to say that the person that you're working with, the right manager, is someone in your corner. Mm. They're not giving notes or saying something just to be contrary or mean or, you know, all of that. Because, you know, we want your success too, not just because we care about you because you're clients, but also if we want to go back to the money conversation, 100%, 10% of zero yeah. is zero. <laughs> Right. So we want you to build and grow too. Um, But I think it's something where the notes that we give 
aren't just going to be about a creative choice. We're thinking about what's going on in the market. We're thinking about the poster, the trailer, the marketing of it. Um, and I think that's a thing too, that for writers, you know, in this business, it's not just you're for hire person, like you are your own businesses. Facts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have to be mm -hmm. the CEO, the marketing person of yeah. your, exactly yourself. Yeah. Right. And so thinking about that of, of instead of having someone, you know, wait to give you something or whatnot, it's like you're generating cause you're your own business and we are a part of building that too. Um, but you will, and you know, Hey, maybe you want to build out your own production company one day or, you know, all, whatever, you want to be doing um but i think that that mindset of it too is is really important um and you know just understanding that it the whole marathon not a sprint thing and i think as you grow in your careers for everybody you know you see the trades and sometimes you're like why that person okay why? um but you know it's about your own game your own lane and knowing that if you're giving everything you have and you are mindful and you're learning and you're growing um and you know you're doing your part with the networking and, and the building um you know that it's all one thing it's dope it is. It's respect. It's a circle that goes around, you know? You get it and then you give it. It's karma. <laughs> there you go. Full so circle. What do you think is sort of like the most appropriate or like, yeah, the most appropriate way for someone to end their relationship with a rep or for a rep to end their relationship with a client? Like, is it, I'm not going to say a warning, but it's like, is it a conversation about like, oh, this isn't working for me? And then you know, we keep trying to work together and then it continues not working. Then we end it. Or is it just like, we're ending it now. And it's, is it a phone call? Is it an email? Is it an in-person meeting? What do you, what do you think? Is it a text? Is it a text? <laughs> a post-it? Is, is it a tweet? Is it a public tweet? <laughs> is it a piece of IP? <laughs> For my new script, yeah. firing your manager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. You know, I think it's an interesting one. I think it's like, I think you have to ask yourself first where you are emotionally with it, mm -hmm. you know, when you go to somebody, it's, it's like if, if you're doing a dating relationship, right? Is this a discussion or is it a decision, mm. you know, when you're talking to someone and mm. are you willing to hear what they say mm. or are you emotionally so past the point that you're done? Mm. Right. And mm -hmm. that could be, you know, it's just a it could have communication could, you know, all that. I will say don't ghost, you know, on uh, either side, mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about it earlier yeah. and I've heard that of, of stories of people being ghosted on, you know, rep side it's just like come on like yeah. just be an adult have a conversation yeah. um respond back to an email all of that you know i think it depends on your relationship of how long it's gone back and, mm -hmm. and all that but i think do the respectful thing you know because you would want someone to do it for you um so yeah and i think it's it's about also thinking about what you need and do you think that person can give it to you mm. right is mm -hmm. it a style issue is it a support issue is mm -hmm. it what's the problem yeah um i think that is worth thinking about yeah well hopefully we never have to think about it over here <laughs> it's inevitable though it's inevitable it happens i mean i'm on my third set of reps so it's like mm -hmm. i think that that's not irregular um after you've been in the business for a certain amount of time um, and sometimes it was like, I'm ending the relationship and sometimes they're breaking up with me. It's like dating, you know, no one wants to be dumped, but like, sometimes you do get dumped. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately either way, it's for the best, yeah. right? Yeah. If it's totally. for either party. So I think it is about, you know, being honest and, and along the way. And, you know, I think, and, and this is also when, you know, the support of other writers and thinking about it is saying, this is a problem for me. Is it 
just me? Is this the way relationships work in this space? What are the expectations again? Because um, no matter you know what our lists are, we all are going to be you know busy or pulled in different directions or other things. Like, what is the issue? Um, and is that something that's that's workable? Um, but I hope like with any relationships, my clients feel open to having that conversation with me. Um, if something's bumping with them, and then you know I can sit with it and, and have an honest conversation back. Yeah, I, I do feel like you gotta have like a conversation like you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. where to me i feel like it would like you know and i think you should be having conversations with your reps anyway like mm -hmm. like sometimes like yo i you know like for instance it's like i don't feel like i'm getting any traction is it this piece of material do i need a new piece of material mm -hmm. like what do you think like i do think writers got to be more instead of sitting back just like waiting for your, uh, the manager to, you know, do everything, like be proactive to be like, hey, like, and sometimes they'll be like, well, you know what? We were going to have a conversation soon about, like, I do think it's time to have an, okay, great. Now let's get to it. Instead of like mm -hmm. waiting for months mm -hmm. and like being like, uh, you know, it's not working, like, you know, and then being like, all right, I'm done. Right. Because, like, you know, you, you could fire your manager, get another one that had the same problem. Mm -hmm. very true so yeah. just like in a relationship it's like you could be the problem right like you know yeah. what I'm saying there's like, a common denominator here everybody <laughs> right. yeah. like, so anyhow I, I I do believe in talking to your reps you know Mm -hmm. Jen, let's talk about what's been inspiring you lately. What are like three things that you've either watched or you've read or you've listened to that you sort of thought like, oh, I wish like I had produced that or like I wish like, you know, one of my clients had written that. Oh, that's an interesting question. I thought you were more in the... I was like, I really am into sound baths lately. That was really <laughs> oh, for real? That's tight? <laughs> yeah. That's like, something. I found yeah. that really inspiring. Um, <laughs> we like sound baths, too. We like sound baths, too. <laughs> Have you done any, like, on the beach? Or, like, are you in an enclosed space? What kind of sound baths yeah, are you doing? Yeah, I'll, I'll do them virtually because I like it when they're in the headphones. So, nice. um, But, yeah, but just other settings. I mean, I think anything to just kind of clear your mind and ground and, mm -hmm. you know... Back to that self-care from yeah, the beginning. Exactly. Like, yeah, whatever it is for you, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's really important to be, you know... All, all of that, the, the body, mind, and soul thing, right? It's like what's going to feed you. And, and as creatives, you get to feed yourself with that. You know, sometimes you just need to take a break and take a minute and take a walk or something. Yeah. I agree. Um, I'm trying to think of something specifically. I don't know if anything comes to mind right now. Um, I'm reading a lot more right okay, now. Okay, good. What, what, do you you, what are you um, reading? Gosh. Um, well, I try, sometimes I write, read things that aren't quite related to, or, you know, I think there are related to work, but like, like, um, like Sarah J. Mass, nice. who's, um, you know, The Court Throws Roses, but I was reading her spinoff series That's and nice. just getting into that. Um, we'll read short stories and sometimes, you know, I'll look for... Wait, where do you read the short stories? I'm like, <laughs> I gotta I find these short stories. I think there's a site that... Wait, but I mean, are there they... sites, but libraries? Libraries. Remember those things? I love a library. Oh my uh, I'll God. go to a bookstore. So is it like a book to me? Short stories. I, I have books of short stories. Okay. I have a I have a to be read shelf, and I'll okay. go look and see. Yes. So we're yeah. be you know, authors that I love and see. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Amazing. Um, Any podcasts yeah, that you've been loving I lately? Think, um, you know, I think the town is always really interesting, yeah. and that goes back to being a student of the game, right? Yeah. For anyone listening to to this right now, to mm -hmm. anything, it just 
the more information that you can have and just becoming a student of the game. And our business is changing so drastically right now, so Mm -hmm. quickly and in just real time, Um, like week to week, there are changes that I feel like the the more you can listen and be aware. And and that sometimes it's just understanding it's not just you, right? It's a really rough time for all people in a lot of different ways right now. So, you know, I think to an understanding that an acknowledgement of that for everybody that it is hard can go a long way you know instead of just saying you're just trying to grind and you don't feel like you're moving anywhere and all that stuff i agree amazing jen great it's been an absolute pleasure thanks guys thanks so much for being our guest on uh, two writers talking shit but before we go oh, what is what is uh, sorry. do you, you have a twitter do you have a like twitter that? or a way to i'm just oh. i'm just saying uh, <laughs> We, we, we skipped oh the, yeah we skipped the like where can do yeah, you want people to find you yeah but like where, where, are, are, where, sure. where can you be found where can, yeah where can i you have want? um i have social media accounts i don't um i'm not, i'm often not posting on there okay. but if you know people contact me through linkedin or just find okay. my email and you can email me okay. um you know i do look at the query letters yeah. and um i can't respond to everyone unfortunately but i do give a look and um no i really i, I think it's uh to be a, a writer and, and put your heart out there and to be a, a working writer, you know, takes a lot. And so, you know, I think I appreciate you guys doing this podcast and helping everyone out. Oh, yeah, thank you. Do you me. have a Twitter, Jeff? I do. do. I don't even know what the handle is. Oh, <laughs> okay. So you're not really checking the Twitter. So okay. Good. You know what? We're going to direct people towards your LinkedIn. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Jennifer's a professional. You know what I mean? Yeah. And come with the correct LinkedIn yeah. portfolio. I, I, I just updated my LinkedIn, actually. I need to update mine. Yeah. Okay. Till next time. <laughs> Two writers. Talking shit. Bye. Bye. Two Writers Talking Shit is an original podcast created by Melanie Mars and Saeed Crumpler. Our producer is Kayla Guest. Our audio engineer is T. Kelly. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you damn well please. All we ask is that you subscribe, rate us five stars, and give us a glowing review. If you're not going to give us five stars or any glowing reviews, then why even log on? Save your rants for an open mic. If you have any questions for us, and I do mean any, you can email us at twowriterstalkingshit at gmail.com. That's the number two, and then writerstalkingshit at gmail.com. See you next episode. Bye.